Welcome to Aligned and Ambitious Radio. I'm your host, Taylor Slanko, business coach, entrepreneur, dog mom to Marley, and iced coffee obsessed. I help women build businesses that give them total freedom with their time and money without sacrificing the things that are important to them. I was able to scale my business and brand well beyond six figures in sales my first year because I was focused on staying aligned and ambitious. I did things my own way, I wrote my own rules, and I believe your business is your playground. There's no one strategy, one size, or one way to build the business of your dreams. Through this podcast, I'm committed to peeling back the curtain and sharing the behind the scenes of my own business. So we'll talk about everything from mindset to strategies to marketing, and of course, how to make more money. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's dive into this week's episode. I'm all set. Hopefully that gave you a second to jump on. Let me know if you're here. But I wanted to take like a kind of mild break from talking about what's going on, like the C word, you know, because I think that's, it's just, it's overwhelming. And I don't really also think we can have a conversation without acknowledging that that's going on right now. But I want to take a break a little bit from it and talk about launching, talk about making money, talk about some things that we normally talk about outside of a global pandemic. So this morning, I wanted to talk to you guys about making money online, why I believe in launching so much. I'm going to share a little bit of my five-part launch process with you. That's something that I have literally built from the ground up after being behind the scenes of so many launches. It's actually ridiculous. (laughs) So if you guys are new here or you just don't know this about me, I actually used to work for a digital marketing agency that did ads for all of the big dogs in the space, in the influencer space. Some names so big that I can't quite even name because legal stuff, which is funny. But I was in the background of lots of multi-million dollar launches. And I learned so much, obviously, right? I learned a lot about email marketing. I learned a lot about automation and what makes a successful launch and prepping for a launch and all these different components. So when I was starting my business and I was like, okay, it's time to launch. I'm going to try to do this myself. I applied the things that I learned, but I kind of pick and chose what felt really good and then added some other things into my own launches that I didn't see other people doing and developed this own process. But that's how I started my business. I started my business in August. August was like the idea was born and I think like the domain was bought. And then September of 2018, it was like putting out content and trying to establish myself online and thinking of what I want to sell first, because obviously you need to sell something if you're a business. And then October, so like two to three months into business, I had my first launch ever and it was a $10,000 launch. And since then, I've actually never launched anything that did less than $10,000 in sales, which is why I'm super confident calling myself the five-figure launch queen because I don't even know what, like launching and making less than five figures, I'm not available for that. And I've never been. And I believe in launching so much because it builds security, it builds stability, it builds predictability, which I think is really powerful in business. So 
for example, a launch can last anywhere from like one to three weeks and generate anywhere from like three to 12 months of income for you, which is insane. So something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately, especially with everything going on, looking at my business, looking at the things that are important to me. You guys know I talk to you all the time about a business that's sustainable. And I think that this is a perfect time where that's being put to the test, right? So I was looking at my business and my numbers and my strategy and all of this stuff. And I realized I have payments coming in through my business through October of 2021, which is more, well, more than a year away. And I think that's the kicker. And that's the thing that everyone wants to hold so tight is how can I create income that's predictable, that's consistent, that's growing. I mean, you know, between now and October, 2021, who knows what I'm going to do? Who knows what I'm going to launch? It's so far away. My mind is not even near 2021 right now. So it's like, Launching gives you this foundation that you just keep stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking. And that's where a lot of the power comes from. Because if you have money coming in and then you launch something else and payments start to stack and then, okay, you launch something else a few months later and you already built these payments and then new payment plans start to stack. There's no glass ceiling. And I believe in launching because that's what allowed me to actually quit my job. That was the only goal when I first got started. It was like, how can I replace my full-time income? And I was making the most I've ever made in my life at that point. I was 21, 22, 23, like within that realm. And I had just graduated in 2016 and we're talking like 2017, 2018. And I was making $70,000 as a salary. And for me, just getting out of college, being super young, we were just getting, well, we had just gotten married actually. So it was like a few months after that. It was so empowering, but I was like, I don't necessarily want to say goodbye to this cushion because we were comfortable and we were struggling before I landed that job. So I was like, how do I actually replace a $70,000 salary with my new business? That was the goal. And I think if you're just starting out or if you are working in a nine to five or a traditional job or, you know, something that's not just your own business, because for me, I was actually working remotely. So I had that kind of working for me and working against me at the same time. There's pros and cons to everything. It was really nice where I could just kind of bounce back and forth between my work and my business and still kind of get both done. But there was also like a blurred line where it was like, I'm working from home and building my business. And there was like no separation and no boundaries. And that got, that got interesting for a little while. And it got really difficult for, for a little while. Um, but I, you know, pros and cons to everything. It's not even really where I want to go today. What I want to talk about today is the phases of launching things to be doing right now to launch an offer or to launch your business. Because I also don't want to be naive and not address what's going on because the, the reality is people do have more time now because we can't really go anywhere unless you're essential work. And hopefully if you are not essential work, you are staying home so we can just close this down as fast as possible. But the reality is people are running into a little bit more time. And we have choices. Everything is a choice. So you get the choice to decide what you're going to do with this time. Because something I think we always are asking for is just humans is like more time. We want more time with our kids. We want more time for our hobbies. We want more time to work on our business. We want more time to work on our fitness goals. And 
I think <laughs> this is really interesting because now you have been given the gift of time. And up until this pandemic, a lot of our excuses were like, we don't have the time. So we were putting off a lot of things and throwing things on the back burner because of the lack of time. And now that's kind of been negated because now we've been given this gift of time. And I'm seeing a lot of people still not choosing to go after the things they want. And they're just replacing that void with another excuse. Maybe it's not, I don't have the time anymore, but maybe it's, you know, well, the kids are home. Well, we have to cook dinners. Well, you know, whatever else you're going to fill that, that void with. But the reality is pandemic or not, you have a decision every single day of how you're going to spend your time. And I would love to have the conversations today to talk about how do we spend that time to establish our business or to launch our first offer or next offer or idea just so we can feel really empowered by this time and hopefully use this extra time to get us into a situation where if something like this were to happen again, which something will, and I'm not saying it's going to be a pandemic, but like life is unexpected all of the time. So why not use this unexpected gift of time to put yourself in a position where next time something unexpected happens, you have those stacked payments, you have that security, you've built your business, maybe it's replaced your income, whatever that looks like for you and what makes you feel good and what feels attainable and what you want to work towards. But I think that's such a smart use of our time compared to binging every Netflix show or, or whatever, what have you, right? So first, let's talk about some things to do and to focus on. And let's also talk about some things to avoid because not going to lie, I have seen some just really gross things happening in the online space. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you how to avoid the gross things and not rub people the wrong way and to use this time for good. So the first thing I want to say is like, to do is to focus on what you really enjoy to do. Because if you don't have a business and you're just looking to launch something for the first time, you don't want to find yourself stuck in the same vibe and energy of your day job. So for example, I was a digital marketer. Like I knew Facebook ads, I knew strategy up and down. I still do. That's a really highly paid skill. So when I was leaving my job, I could have went and I could have started a, a digital agency. I could have taken ad clients. I could have went more into the direct marketing field, but that's not necessarily what I loved. I loved helping people make money. I loved the thrill of the launch. I loved being creative. I loved all of these different pieces. So I had to look at what do I love to do? And if I would have pursued Facebook ads, I would have been in the same energy as my nine to five, because it's not necessarily what really lit me up. So the first thing I want you to think about, and this is for existing entrepreneurs too, because sometimes it's easy to be so focused in your flow and kind of be in this energy of, okay, what smart decision can I make? What's on my launch plan? What's on my sales plan? And I think it's important for even entrepreneurs who are doing well right now to take a step back and say, do I love what I'm doing? Does it absolutely light me up every single day? And if the answer is no, you just might need to do some shifting or readjusting. So when it comes to thinking about what you want to launch and what you want to sell, I think the first question is like, what am I passionate about? What do I love doing? The second question, <laughs> and this is the kicker is like, can I do it? Am I good at it? Can I facilitate transformation? 
And the confidence levels may vary because they will. And it's kind of nerve wracking to position yourself as an expert. But there is a difference between I'm good at this. Like I know I'm good at it. I'm just a little bit nervous and I don't know how to price it versus like, I might love this, but if I'm being honest, I have no fucking idea how to do it or to teach other people how to do it. And that is like the gap. But what's happening right now and what I'm seeing, which is why I kind of want to go into like what not to do is I'm seeing a lot of people, some I know personally and like have talked to personally and even like know their businesses pretty personally. Some people I don't know at all, so I can't pass any judgment there, but I'm seeing a lot of people who don't know how to build online businesses, whose businesses I know personally are not doing very well. And these people with these like broken, not off the ground businesses are now marketing themselves as a business coach or like, I'll help you start your online business. I think that is the worst thing. And that's with anything. Like maybe you, you have no idea what proper form is for like, let's take it out of entrepreneurship. Maybe you have no idea what proper form is in the gym. Like you, you curve your back with deadlifts and you do moves that put you in a position where you could potentially really hurt yourself. Now is not the time to be like, hey, I'm a health coach because everyone needs at-home workouts, so I'm going to demo all of these videos and be out of form and put people potentially at risk and then create more mistrust. The same thing is happening when I'm seeing these like mindset coaches, health coaches, whatever, like you were in a different field, now all of a sudden you're an online business coach. I think that's a really big problem because if you don't have a very successful business and you don't know how to build a successful business, it's going to be so difficult for you to get in the nitty gritty of someone else's business and try to facilitate that transformation for them. And then we're in a clusterfuck because all these people are going to start moving online in the world. They already have been like, even when the virus passes, the, what we've learned and how we've adapted during this time is going to live long beyond it. There are going to be people that are like, I worked from home. I'm not going back. Like I learned how to do it from home and I'm going to stay here. There are people who or like, I've never worked out at home before, but I got in this routine and I'm not going back to the gym. I like the comfort of my own home. So there's going to be this big shift in people in the online space. We don't want to welcome them into the online space with mistrust to make our entire industry look like a joke. So if someone who's never invested in themselves before, who's never worked with a coach before, finds someone online saying, I'll help you make money online. And they're not even making money online themselves. And then you have this person investing in them. They've made an investment. They're not seeing their investment back. They're not seeing the results they've had back. Now it goes into the bigger conversation of like coaching is a scam and that's not a real job and you can't be trusted. And that is like not the conversation I want to see happening at all in this space because this is a real really, really powerful space. And I really don't want to see people taking advantage of it just because they think they might be chasing the money. Because the reality is you could do anything digital, online-based, and still make just as much money and be in your zone of genius and actually helping people. So, you know, if you are like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something super random. Like if you're a fitness coach and then all of a sudden you are a business coach because you think that's where the money is. I think you're missing a huge, huge thing here. One, put yourself in check. Like, are you being service driven? <laughs> and like, are you staying in what really lights you up and serving people? Or are you following the money? And that's easy to do. I'm not saying 
like, I'm not here to judge anyone. I'm just here to highlight what I'm seeing and recommend that you guys don't do it because I think it can cause a much bigger issue of mistrust, which I would just, I would hate to see happen. It makes me, it makes me like white knuckle right now because that's just, there's so much potential in the space and I don't want to see it be damaged before it even has an opportunity to step into that potential. So it's like, are you being driven by service or are you chasing where you think the money will go? Cause I've had a lot of conversations even with my own clients and there's some weird misconception and I don't know what it's about of like, well, business coaching is like the place to be business coaching is where the money comes. That's not true. Like that's literally not true at all. I have fitness coaches as clients that are doing just as well as business coaches. I have mindset clients who are doing just as well as business coaches. I have people in so many different industries in the education space, in the healthcare space, in any space you could literally imagine and they're doing just as well. So I don't want you guys to think like everyone's coming online. Let's all teach people how to make money online. If that's not your jam and if you haven't figured out how to do it from yourself, like pick something else that you love and that you're good at that you can start to offer people and build your business on. And that's going to be so, so important. And I'm not saying like all, you know, everyone who's emerging as a business coach is a fraud either because like, I don't know your backgrounds, but you're resonating with this message in whatever way that, that you are with your personal and life experiences. You know what I mean? So my message one is like, don't chase what you think is going to make you more money right now. Stay in your zone. Like right now is actually the time to really stay in your zone and grow in what you are already known for. Or if you're brand new, kind of emerging with your own message and why this is important to you and why you love it and why you're the person to listen to. Because you have to back up those street creds, right? Sometimes it's more difficult in the beginning. Like for me, when I started business coaching before I actually had my own Taylor Sango consulting clients, I spoke to you know, I've managed multi-million dollar businesses. I've managed multi-million dollar launch strategies and marketing plans. So I was incorporating like my street cred, I guess, of this is why you should listen to me even before I had my own clients. So I think deciphering between like what I'm good at and what I love versus where do I think the money is going at this time. Those are, it's just operating from two different places. And that's just what I'm going to say about the do's and don'ts. Let's be real. It goes down in the Instagram DMs nowadays. In fact, 90% of my sales, and I've done well over six figures in sales and counting, come from my Instagram DMs. I've put together an entire roadmap and strategy with real screenshot examples for you to sell in the DMs. Go to taylorslango.com Instagram to grab your free copy. Okay, now back to the episode. I want to talk about the different things that you actually can launch. And then I actually want to share with you a little bit of my five phase launch process, because for me, I stepped back and I said, what do I do every launch? Like, what do I do every single launch for almost the last two years that's been systematic, that can be retaught, that can be templatized? What does it look like? And it was the same five steps over and over and over and over and over again, which was great because I was like, this is a system. This is a process. This is why my launches are so successful. And it's very, very, very easy to be duplicated and given to someone else so they can experience the same like results. That's the whole 
goal. That's a whole end game. When you have something that's proven that you've done, that works for you, that you can systematize, that you can structure, and that you can easily just kind of gift to someone else where they can take it, apply it, implement it, digest it, and get a similar result. You've got a business. You've got a viable product. You have got something to sell, to make money online, and it is time to lean into that bad boy. So there are different things that you can sell. One is an online course. That is a super, super simple thing that you can launch and create and sell. And actually, I think, I think Ariel is on here. I'm doing Zoom. But one of my clients is launching a course on how to actually create an effective course. I'll send you guys an email about that later. I have an $100 off code for it. But creating courses is such an impactful way, especially right now, to bring money into your business for a couple of reasons. One, it's passive. So you can create a course once and actually continue to sell it. That's how I got started. And a lot of people in the space always, I see, like say, start with one-on-one. I say, start with what feels good. For me, it was an online course. So I was like, I am just going to create an online course it was 4.97 and i was i was a nobody right cuz i know a lot of you guys were like well sure taylor but you have this and sure but you did this and sure but you know there's no buts when i launched my course i was a nobody i did not have a following i did not have an email list i did not have much of a brand i didn't really have anything and i launched a 4.97 course my second month of business and i made $10,000 so i want you to take all of your excuses run to the bathroom put them in the toilet and flush them down because they're not relevant. And especially not right now. Like any excuse you guys could throw at me right now is going to be so invalid because you have the gift of time. So if you wanted to launch an online course, maybe about how to become a couponer for moms who are struggling, who are trying to make ends meet, who are maybe their spouses are taking like, you know, out of work right now. Maybe you want to create a course on how to become an effective couponer. Maybe you want to create a course on how to train your dog from home. If you have a puppy and you can't get them to puppy school with everything going on, maybe you want to create a course on how to learn the piano or how to feng shui a room or how to, I don't know, like DIY non-toxic cleaning products. The list can go on and on and on. And as you can see, I'm trying to think as out of the box as I can because your options are not business coaching, health coaching, or mindset coaching. Like those are not the only three things that are available when it comes to monetizing online, especially like A lot of um, my cosmetologist friends are out. My nails are going to be ratchet pretty soon. My hair already has, I haven't had highlights or anything done to my hair in three months and it's going to be God knows how long. So it's like, I would love some sort of resource right now of like how to maybe a lot of people have like dip nails right now or acrylic. So maybe some sort of masterclass or workshop of how to take your manicured nails and unmanicure them or get the dip off in a healthy way and, you know, file them down or whatever your specialty is, how to treat your hair from home, whatever that looks like. So courses are a really, really great option. They're great for passive income. They take some time, you know, to get up and to make the videos, but 
once they're done, they're done. And the cool thing about a course is you can beta launch it. So that's actually what I did with my very first course launch. I said, this is what it is. It's a, I think it was like a six week course and I'm going to create it as I go. So I actually sold it before I had anything done for it. And I was just dripping it week, week one. I had to create week one. There was no other option. I work well under pressure and with deadlines. Week two, I need to get it out. There's no other option. And I made updates after those six weeks were done and said, but right now is a really, really good time to launch an online course and help people learn something that maybe they're, they're taken out of. Like maybe they were taking piano lessons, but now it got closed down. Maybe they were going to cosmetology school, but that got closed down. Maybe they were going to puppy school that closed down. I mean, the world is being impacted right now. So if you can fill a gap with an online course and launch that right now, you're going to do well. You really are. So courses, that's one option. Number two, you could launch one-on-one coaching because you don't have to actually create anything for that except like a framework and structure. If you're like, I don't know how to coach. It's not my zone. It makes me super uncomfortable. Don't launch coaching. Okay. Like do what feels good. And that's why I didn't launch coaching at first. And it's funny because looking back at where my mindset was in the beginning of my business. I was like, I don't want to coach people. I don't want to work with people one-on-one. Like I don't want to sell tickets. That seems like a lot. It seems like stress. It seems harder. It seems blah, blah, blah. It's so funny because most of what I do now is actually working with clients more intimately, either in a mastermind setting or one-on-one or group program. And I sell primarily high ticket. So things can shift and things can evolve and you should let yourself shift and evolve as an entrepreneur. So one-on-one coaching is another great place to be. I've seen so many like counselors, mental health people, um, that space actually shift into coaching and help people in a different way. That's not so, you know, formal and by the books. And obviously there's a place for both. I'm not saying that you should replace your therapist with a life coach. Maybe you should have both. Maybe you should have one or the other. That's not the conversation we're having today. But you can say, like, I'm going to coach you for the next six weeks for six weekly payments of X. And now you have built income for the next six weeks. Maybe it's 90 days for the next three months. I'm going to support you in X way for three payments of X. And now you have the next at least 90 days of some income coming in, which is why one-on-one is great because they're normally a little bit longer. Three months, I think, is a good place to start. Um, I do now six-month coaching. It's a long investment. It's a higher commitment. It's a higher investment. I used to do 90 day coaching. So whatever that looks like for you, now you can stack up those payments and create that monthly reoccurring revenue. So one-on-one coaching is another really great option. Something else you can do. This is something that one of my clients, I actually was like, you should totally do this. And she's launching it right now. And I can't wait to see how it does is like a pop-up boot camp because people are like, I need direction. I need clarity. I need community. I need something low ticket. I need something right now. So one of my clients is actually launching a four week boot camp where they are going to get a training and a coaching call every week for four weeks. It starts like it starts the first week of April. She's getting it up. She's getting it running. She's getting it sold quickly because people want that. And it's super low cost. It's like uh, four biweekly payments of 50 bucks or something like that. But she's going to stack that revenue. She's going to get people in a container. She's going to build that no like and trust. And she's going to upsell them beyond that after that boot camp is done. So if you're like, I don't have an offer, I don't want to create a course, like I don't want to be married to anything, a pop up boot camp is a really great way to go. And it would be the same thing as an online course. So if you are, you know, a piano instructor, you might do like a four 
week boot camp on the piano basics for kids who are staying home that are really missing music class right now. You know what I mean? Maybe you are um, a PE teacher and kids really miss gym. My sister, she loves gym. They have it twice a week. If I had some boot camp resource or pop-up resource where it was like, all the kids are going to be on zoom and they could see each other and interact with other kids and get 30 minutes of movement and like take my money. Right. Cause that's a need. That's a really big need, especially right now. So you could do a boot camp. You could do a mastermind, which is something higher level with a lot more collaboration. You could do group coaching, which is a hybrid of like, I'm going to give you some training resources or a course and give you coaching on top of it. There's so many ways that you could launch an offer or your next offer or an impromptu offer and make money online. I'm doing a few different things in my business. I'm not necessarily launching anything brand new right now that's not in the plan, but I am pivoting the way that I'm looking at my offers to make sure that right now they are catered to, you know, what's going on in the world because I think that in business, pivoting and adaptability and innovation is what's going to set you very, very, very far apart from other people. So if you are launching something new or you, you're new to business, I'm going to say to do a beta launch. And a beta launch is something that we actually go really deep into. There's a whole lesson on it inside Five Figure Flow, but it's essentially when you launch something for the first time and you tell people that openly and you tell people you're creating it as you're going and you're telling people it's at a lower price because the price is going to double or triple next time. And you're really open about the creation process. It takes a lot of pressure off you. It adds so much incentive to the consumer because they're going to want it before the price goes up. They're going to want it while it's new. They're going to want it while they get extra support. And I think once you just like clear the air and say that you will feel so much more at ease. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be wrapped up in this perfect bow. It it really doesn't have to look like that. So I want to walk you through really briefly (laughs) my five phases of launching and what this looks like. Because for me, the entire launch process actually lasts like six to eight weeks. So for two straight months, we go from like prep to pre-launch, to event, to waitlist, to open cart, to close cart. We wrap it all up within six to eight weeks. So the first phase of launching is something that I actually call the tease phase. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It is literally, you are just teasing that something is coming. You're not even saying the name of it. I've done this before I even knew what I was launching. Like when I actually launched my membership, um, I don't know, six, eight months ago, I was like, I know I'm launching this. I don't know what what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't know the structure, but I'm just going to launch like this is who it's for. And this is something that's coming and just dropping that teaser that gets people excited because what this does subconsciously is it says, okay, tune in, tune in to Taylor's story because she has something launching. I want to know what it is. I want to make sure that I'm staying up to date. So they're going to just pay extra mind to my stories, my posts, my emails. I am now on their radar because people are curious. And even if they don't buy, people are fucking curious and they're going to want to know what you're launching, even if they don't buy. So the tease phase is really, really, really big. The second phase is the hype phase. So this is where you're finally saying, ta-da, this is what I have. This is what I'm selling. This is what it's all about. Here's some more details. So for right now, we're actually in the hype phase for five figure flow. You've heard me talk about it. You've seen some posts about it. So we're in the hype phase for five figure flow right now. And that is where we're literally just hyping it up. It is genuinely my favorite, favorite program ever. 
So we're adding in all the exciting things. We are sharing some testimonials. I have all of my screenshots that I've been organizing in my phone to get ready to post. I've been talking about why you should join the waitlist and you can save $200 and all of that fun stuff. So I'm really hyping it up before we get into the event and education, which are the next two phases. So next comes the event. The event in your launch is essentially just like your challenge or your webinar or whatever you're doing to make the sale. You can not have an event. A lot of people are like, well, why do you need a webinar? You can just sell. Yeah, that's true. But when we're talking about a full on launch where we're trying to make the next six to 12 months of income, you want an event because you want that live component. You want that nurturing component. And you're going to see us talking about that. We're going to share the link where you can register. There's going to be a lot of hype about that. But the big event is launch party week. It's going to be five days of free training and launch planning. I'll have the link for you guys shortly here. But that's the big event that's going to lead into the rest of the launch. And then during the event is something called the education phase. That's where I'm obviously educating. So those five days, I'm going to be sharing so much value, all the launch tips and tricks and strategies and mistakes to avoid and my favorite softwares and all of the things. So I'm going to be highly, highly educating my audience on why launching and why learn launching from me. And then the fifth phase is the sale after you've gone through all of those. So after teasing them and hyping them up and inviting them to an event and educating them and nurturing them at that point around week six is when you're actually going to ask for the sale and go into that open cart and start enrolling people in whatever offer that it is. But I don't ever skip a phase of launching like this ever. I do these five phases every single time. And normally by the time we're done with the fifth phase in the next week or two or three, we're just repeating the cycle. So after we're kind of wrapped up with five figure flow, I'm going to be enrolling in the CEO mastermind. So I'll be teasing some stuff off of this launch coming up, it going into May. So it really just repeats and it helps you plan your content. It helps you know what you're talking about. It helps you know what stage you're at. It helps you really, really connect with your audience in a more dynamic way because it's strategic and intentional and it's providing high value to build trust to actually bring in the money and have a successful launch. So I believe in launching so much clearly. You guys have heard me talk about at the beginning what it's done for me, what it's allowed me to have and do and represent. And like you are no exception. I am no exception. Launching works for everyone. You just need a good strategy and you need to be visible and you need to go through these five phases. So launch party week will be coming soon. Five figure flow. If you're serious about launching your business, your offer, your program, whatever it is, and you're like, I want to come out of the gate swinging and have a $10,000 launch, then five figure flow is going to be something you're going to want to keep your eye out for. And you can actually get on the wait list. You just go to taylorslango.com slash FFF waitlist, and you can put your name on there. But I encourage you guys to think about this. Look at the next six to eight weeks to ask yourself what you could launch, what you could monetize, what you could help people with, and that will really help you solidify a launch plan and actually move the needle and use this time for good. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you have an amazing Monday. Let me know if you have any questions, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. That's a wrap. If you loved this episode, be sure to screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me. 
To stay up to date on all things Aligned and Ambitious, make sure you're subscribed to the show and I'm always so grateful when you leave a review. New episodes drop every single Monday and during the in-between, you can find me hanging out on Instagram. So I hope to connect with you over there and I'll see you next week.